The Skelly Oil Company presents Captain Midnight. Captain Midnight, brought to you three times each week by the Skelly Oil Company, Skelly Joppers and Dealers. Always watch for the big red, white, and blue Skelly sign with the big letter S that stands for Skelly Service. But hey, fellas and girls, listen to this. What if you were in swimming at a nice big lake when all of a sudden the water turned thick as molasses? Boy, what a hard time you'd have swimming in water like that. Then, before you'd had time to get used to it, suppose the water turned thin as skimmed milk. Then, just when you got going good again, suppose it turned thick as glue so you could hardly swim a stroke. Well, sir, you'd never go swimming in that lake again, would you? Not if you wanted to do any real serious swimming, anyway. You want a lake with water in it that you can depend on. But, you know, think of this. The oil in your family car might be just as changeable as the water in that changeable lake. Yes, sir. And, of course, that's bad. What you want is an oil that stays almost the same thickness all the time. So it'll always give your motor the same perfect lubrication and positive protection at all temperatures. You want an oil that thickens as little as possible when it's cold and thins out as little as possible when it gets heated up. And that's where Uniflow motor oil comes in. Uniflow motor oil, spelled U-N-I-F-L-O, Uniflow is sold in cans at all Skelly service stations. Thousands of motorists are switching to Uniflow because it thickens less when cold and thins out less under heat than any other motor oil. Now, what does that mean to you and your family car? Well, it means easy starting on cold mornings because Uniflow doesn't get thick as glue when it stands out in the cold. That saves your battery, too. It also means better protection for your motor when it's hot because Uniflow stays right there on the job lubricating those important fast-moving parts of your motor. It doesn't turn watery thin and go right up in smoke. So tell your dad about Uniflow motor oil tonight. Tell him it isn't changing weight all the time like the water in that funny changeable lake. And tell him that Skelly Tagoline is another good oil for winter. It's free-flowing at low temperatures and low in cost. Dad will be glad to know about these two wonderful motor oils. Stay. Why not tell him tonight to stop at your Skelly service station and ask for Skelly Tagoline or Uniflow motor oil? And now to Captain at Night. While Chuck Ramsey remains at Ridgefield, Steve Donovan has flown with Captain Midnight and his mother and sister, Ma and Patsy Donovan, to Senor Paredes' hacienda to pick up Pinky Drake and Slim Poole and also Senor Paredes' nephew, Pebble. Our scene today opens in the large cabin plane on its return flight. Pinky, Slim, Ma Donovan, and Pebbles are in the rear, while Steve and Patsy Donovan are sitting near Captain Midnight, who's handling the controls. Listen as Patsy explains. I never had such a good time in all my life. I wish we could have stayed at Senor Paredes' hacienda a couple of weeks. Don't you, Captain Midnight? <laughs> yes, Patsy. Senor Paredes is the best host I ever met. He certainly does things in the grand style, doesn't he, Steve? <laughs> I think I could have stayed down there a year and not tired of it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll say you could. And uh, I know the reason, too. Oh, yeah? Well, what is it, Miss Morty? Well, I could give you one reason, but I'll make it two. Okay, let's see how good you are. What are they? 
A couple of beautiful dark eyes. <laughs> I think she's got something there, Steve. Well, you fell for Dolores Parada, and you fell mighty hard, too. Why, I, I didn't do any such thing. I think she's a swell girl and all that, but I didn't fall for her. Oh, is that so? Well, why did you spend so much time with her, then? He did, didn't he, Captain Midnight? Well, um, I know this much. Every time I tried to find Steve, he was sitting out in the courtyard near the fountain talking to Dolores. <laughs> so you see, even Captain Midnight noticed it. Now, now, look, quit your kidding. I think you both framed this up. <laughs> Lois is a swell girl, but there's a lot more of them back in the States. Oh, yeah? Well, then answer me this. Why did you tell her that you'd be sure and see her when you came up to visit Pebbles? Well, I'll tell you what you are, and it's a terrible thing, too. You're an eavesdropper. <laughs> sneaking around behind people, listening to what they're saying. Why, I didn't do any such thing. I went out to the fountain to get a drink of water, and I couldn't help hearing what you said. You were talking loud enough for everybody in the courtyard to hear. Oh, the heck I was. When I said that to Dolores, I was just talking to her in a low whisper. <laughs> there, you see? That gives you away. <laughs> Fellows, don't whisper to girls like that unless they're in love. Steve Donovan's in love. <laughs> Steve Donovan's in love. <laughs> well, I think Patsy wins the round all right, Steve. Even if she did lean a little bit close to you when she was getting that drink of water. <laughs> well, it's a bum trick, that's all I can say. You just wait, sis. When some good-looking fellow's whispering in your ear, I'll sneak up and listen to him, too. All right, all right, all right, you two. Now, cut it out for a minute, will you? <laughs> You're supposed to be doing the navigating here, Steve. Say, uh, where are we, anyway? Oh, just a minute, Captain Midnight. Let me take a look at that map. Right. Well, uh, there's that high mountain to our right. And... Mm -hmm. Didn't we pass over a river a little while ago? Oh, sure we did, about five minutes ago. Oh, right in our course, then. We've got about five hours to go before we get back to Ridgeville. Mm. Gosh, we've got a long time to wait. I'm certainly anxious to see Chuck again. Yes, so am I. But there's one thing to be thankful for, and that's that radio message we received from him. You mean about Bud Conley? Yes. When I heard he was out of danger, I kicked up my heels like a kid. That sure was good news, wasn't it? But speaking about radio, you know Senor Pareda can tune in to us on his shortwave receivers. Yeah, but we don't have anything in particular to report, do we? Well, maybe we don't, but you do, don't you? Well, how come? Don't you think Dolores is anxious to know that you're all right? <laughs> well, now, look, if you start that again... <laughs> And so, for the moment, we leave the happy company in the plane's cabin for the space of a few hours and pick them up again as the ship glides over Ridgeville Airport ready to land. Let's listen as Patsy says. Hey, you know something? I can't see Chuck's plane anywhere. You mean that blue wing job he flew in? Oh, sure. Wouldn't it be out on the line somewhere? Not necessarily. Maybe it's in the transient hangar. Well, that's probably where it is. Oh, I see the visiting ship sign on the other side of the field. I'll land and we'll taxi up to it. I imagine Chuck's out of the hospital right now visiting Bud Conley. Well, sure, that's probably where he is. And Major Steele is probably with him, too. All right, watch it now. I'm ready to set her down. Well, can I stand here? No, Patsy, please. Uh, sit in that seat behind you and buckle your belt. Landing gear is down. Okay. Is your belt buckled, Patsy? Yes, it is. All right. Here we go. Oh, it's sure it's well runway, isn't it? You bet it is. I thought I knew I'd been up and down from us plenty of times. Well, I guess we'd better go directly to the visiting hangar, hadn't we, Steve? Well, sure. We're supposed to check in there anyway, Captain. Okay. Here we are. I'll swing around and we'll pull up to the line. Gosh, that's strange. Oh, what are you looking at, Patsy? I'm looking right into the hangar and I can't see Chuck's plane anywhere. She's right, Steve. That blue wing ship isn't inside there. I can't figure it out. This is the only place Chuck would leave it. Well, here we are. I'll set the brakes and you're on the gas out, Steve, and then cut the switches. Right you are. All right, come on, Patsy. We'll find out where Chuck is. Captain Midnight's search for Chuck's plane proved fruitless. A few minutes later, he and Patsy are approaching the repair shop. I just can't understand it, Captain Midnight. 
Tuck's plane isn't anywhere in here. I thought it might possibly be behind some of these big planes, but it certainly isn't. Look, see that large sliding door? It's about halfway open, and I see some more planes inside. Yes, I see it. That's the repair shop. You can hear the mechanics at work. Well, come on, let's go in. Chuck might have had the ship taken in here. They both knew the ship needed a lot of work done on it. Maybe Chuck gave an order to have it overhauled. Well, here we are. Now, well, let's see. There are one, two, three, four. Yeah, there's four ships in here, and not one is Chuck's. Well, I don't like this. I tell you what let's do, Captain. Huh? We want to see Bud Conley anyway. Let's go and ask him. Perhaps he knows where Chuck is. Chuck may be with Conley right now. But if he is, where in the world is his ship? And also, Major Steele must be around somewhere. Maybe he would know. Yes. We'll see Conley, but before we go, I think we'll make a few inquiries here. Look. Here comes a man toward us now. Mm. He appears to be some kind of an official. Yes, he does, Patsy. I'll ask him. Oh, uh, pardon me. Yes, sir? Anything I can do for you? Well, my name's Albright. Captain Albright. This is Miss Patsy Donovan. I'm very glad to meet you both. My name's Michael. I'm glad to know you. Well, uh, I'm looking for a friend of ours. His name's Ramsey. Chuck Ramsey. I believe he left his plane here about three days ago. Ramsey? Chuck Ramsey? Why, yes, I believe we did have someone with a name like that. Had a blue-winged four-passenger cabin job, didn't he? That's right. As far as I know, he's still here. But, Mr. Maxwell, we can't find his plane anywhere. You can't? Well, that's strange. Have you looked around? Yes, we have. We looked outside, then in the main hangar, and finally we came in here. We thought perhaps he'd ordered it overhauled. No, I don't believe so. But, uh, wait a minute. You see, I'm only around here during the daytime, or Ramsey might have checked out at night. I see. Well, you could probably find out about that, couldn't you? Yeah, but I could, at least, uh, if Ramsey bothered to check out. <laughs> Some pilots don't worry about a little thing like that. Chuck would. You can bet on that. Of course, you know, uh, there's another possibility, too. Well, what's that? He might be up in the air right now. And naturally, he wouldn't bother to check out if he was doing some flying near the field, or, or even a short trip from which he expected to return the same day. Well, gee, maybe that's it. You know how Chuck likes to fly, Captain Midnight. Captain Midnight? Is that what you said? Oh, gosh, I'm sorry. I should have said Captain Albright around here. Oh, it's nothing at all, Michael. Mrs. Donovan happened to call me. And so you're Captain Midnight. Well, I've heard an awful lot about you. <laughs> nothing bad, I hope. I should say not. I'm glad to meet you. But to get back to Ramsey, I'll certainly do anything I can to trace him for you, Captain Mid uh, Captain Albright. Yes, I know you will. You want to come into the office while I see if you did check out? Well, no, uh, not at the moment, Michael. Find out about it, and we'll see you in an hour. You bet I will. I'll see you again shortly. Right. Come on, Patsy. We'll grab a taxi cab and go to the hospital to see Bud Conley and find out about the stuff. Come in. Captain Midnight. Patsy Donovan, I'm sure glad to see you. We're glad to see you too, Conley. Particularly glad to see you feeling so well. Oh, I'm pretty weak, but I guess I'm all right. Thank heaven that, that fever's gone. Well, uh, what does the doctor say about you? Oh, he, he says I've had a tough go of it, but I'll pull through now. Oh, I'm so glad, Mr. Conley. Oh, I am too, Miss Donovan, especially on account of my family. My wife's on the way here now. She'll arrive the first thing in the morning. Oh, I see. Well, you haven't by any chance seen anything of Chuck Ramsey, have you? Seen anything of Chuck Ramsey? You bet I have. Why, he's practically lived in the corridor outside the door for the last three days. That isn't until last night. What do you mean, until last night? Well, Chuck and Major Steele were here last evening, as usual, and they're supposed to come back again this morning. Major Steele did come back, but Chuck wasn't with him. He wasn't? Well, Major Steele and I didn't think anything about it now that I'm so much better. We thought Chuck had run into some friends of his at the airport. Major Steele came back again this afternoon. In fact, he just left a few minutes ago. 
But when Chuck didn't show up this time either, we did think it was rather strange. Strange, you say? Yes. Not only strange, it's more than that. I'd better investigate this right away. Yes, this is strange indeed. Chuck Ramsey hasn't seen Bud Conley for almost 24 hours, and his plane has disappeared from the visiting ship hangar at the airport. What has happened to Chuck? Tune in Wednesday to Captain Midnight. Now, here are two very important words I want every one of you 1940 Flight Patrol members to remember. The first word is tagoline, spelled T-A-G-O-L-E-N-E. The other is uniflow, spelled U-N-I-S-L-O. Tagoline and uniflow are the names of two kinds of motor oil, both sold at your Skelly service station. And the reason their names are worth remembering is that they're both mighty good oils for winter. First, because they don't get thick and gluey when cold. That means easy starting on cold mornings. And second, because they don't turn watery thin when your car gets warmed up. That means they last longer in your motor. So remember these two words, Tagoline and Uniflow. They're passwords to perfect lubrication. Tell Dad to ask for them at your Skelly service station. And don't forget to tune in again Wednesday, same time, same station, for further transcribed adventures of Captain Midnight. Brought to you every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday by the Skelly Oil Company, Skelly Joppers and Dealers. Chuck Ramsey has suddenly disappeared, seemingly without a trace. What has happened to him? How can Captain Midnight find him? Be sure to listen Wednesday. Until then, this is Don Gordon, your Skelly man, saying goodbye and happy landing! Oh, <laughs>